0: Hello and welcome to the Halfbacked Podcast, Week 3, NRL Finals Edition. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're back from a freshen up with the boys. No podcast last week, thankfully, because it was a tough week. Really good week before that. Didn't get a chance to gloat about a few winners there. We'll get to that shortly. Here to talk through the penultimate week in the NRL season is former Canberra Raiders halfback, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, going well, boys. It's um, I know we'll get into our ROIs very shortly, but it's nice to see the uh, contenders and the pretenders being worked out in the big games. <laughs> oh, Mate, I've got an
0: ROI absolute special for you boys coming up. I'm just going to blow your socks off, and then we'll see who the pretenders and contenders are. Also with us is ex-TAB data analyst James Hughes. Hughes, how are you,
2: mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, back from vacation from last week. No, uh, it was quite good for me, to be honest, because I uh, can't back a winner. It's, it's been a bit tough, but, yeah, obviously, Sam, like he said, he's uh, on a bit of a purple patch, so congratulations, mate. Yeah, It's shot.
1: called a normal patch, Jimmy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, please. It'll be a long episode this one. Today's show, recap of last week's results and the week before. I've thrown those in because, basically, we went better the week before, so we need to justify that somehow. Drop our lock of the week, value play and Hail Mary punt for the week. Preview of the two finals games, the two prelims. Uh, we'll have a decent chat to Sam about that. Where he sees the strengths, weaknesses, where the game will be won and lost in that blockbuster prelim finals. Uh, firstly, week one finals recap. As I said, we were I was on a little bit of a cheeky little getaway last weekend, so I didn't get to the podcast. Had to fill up. It could have been absolutely huge. Sam nailed Peter Hiku anytime try score at four dollars thirty. His value, um, as usual, nailed his lock of the week. Tupu anytime tried about two bucks. I got my Geordie Rapana anytime try at $2.40. Almost had a three from three fill up if James Sadesco didn't go and get knocked out, your boy Husey. Uh, but not to worry on that one. The top sport special in week one of the finals, two of three back rows to score. I think it was in the Roosters-Bunnies game, nailed at $6. Last week, the semifinals, tough week for punting and reflected in the results. Uh, Sam, you had the Rabbitohs to win as your lock at $1.81. And the other one that just missed out, you had your value, you had Cody Walker and Alex Johnston anytime try score at 540. Uh, unfortunately for you, AJ only lasted 49 minutes and cost you any chance at landing your, your value late on in that one.
1: Yeah, obviously it was um, nice to get a little bit of success there. AJ hurt a little bit, but um, I guess it once again proves that that edge of uh, the Rabbitohs is still humming and the, um, the orchestra of it all um, still getting his try as well.
0: Sam, without trying to inflate that ego any more than I need to, ROI for the season, 418%.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I've was. i been waiting for this. I was filthy last week. We didn't have the podcast because it did jump up, but um, it's, it's always nice to get a few winners hopefully some of our listeners have been getting, getting some winners as well. We've um, we've had a lot of nice messages come through and it's always nice to see some people um, following us in and getting some winners and, um, you know... It, it's, it swings and comes and goes, but at the moment, it's going fairly well. Very good, mate. Uh, now, Husey, mate,
0: bit of drama. Bit of drama on your end. You've been really good all season, getting winners left, right, and sending Your lock of the week there. Could not miss for about a five, six-week stretch. Uh, you're still positive. You're still forty two point forty two point three ROI for the season. You, you've turned a profit for punters, but what's happening, mate?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, the footy mind and the maths mind is uh, colliding here in the finals and maybe it's a bit more footy. Um, but uh, I'm still going to trust the model um, and try and get a comeback this week, I think.
0: Very interesting one on your model this week because there was a line that I thought was a little bit iffy and I think we're going to get to it pretty shortly. Uh, but can't wait to get your thoughts and Sam's thoughts on that one. Uh, myself, I had a stink last week as well, mate, so don't stress too much. O from 3. I was trying very, very hard to get the Cronulla Sharks right winger. Started off with Connor Tracy, anytime try scorer as my lock of the week. Then C for got ruled out. So Tracy moved to centre. Changed it to Lockie Miller, who was meant to come in on the right wing outside Nico Hines. 2.27 became my lock. And then on game, they decided to swap and make Morley Taylor, the right winger, who actually scored. So anyway, I'm making excuses. Boys, the big one, though. I've been meaning to do this for a while, but I was too lazy. The top sports special ROI for the season, or since the podcast started, twelve hundred percent. Now I don't know who's behind that each week and who, who puts it up, but mate Sam, that puts your numbers to shame.
1: It's wonderful. We're all in this. We're all in this together, boys. <laughs> it's um, it's lovely to see uh, see it going so well. As I said, hopefully some punters are following us in. We're here to make some money and. Uh, yeah, we can only give our our our, our reasons, and um, that's uh, that's proof in the pudding that there's some winners amongst us. Yeah, yeah. you must have a, a
2: a couple of friends at Top Sport, Timmy, to be giving out the odds they're giving each week for that one. So, uh, yeah, oh, lovely stuff.
0: Good people, the folk at Top Sport. Don't worry about that. We're in it. We're in it together. Twelve hundred percent, guys. We are exclusively using the Top Sport market. Really big fans of their value, particularly their same game multis. Comfortably the best in the industry. Where the odds actually stack up. If you're keen to follow along and choose to link up with Top Sport, use the special code SC Playbook where they can look after you there. Uh, if you are, of course, 18 plus only and gamble responsibly. Side note: three Group One races this weekend. Come into the the heat of the Spring Carnival. I am so bloody excited, boys! Two games this week: Prelim Finals. Sam Lock of the week: fifty dollars. Who do you have? Yeah,
1: look, I've I've gone to. Um, the Parramatta and the Cowboys game, and I've actually sided with Parramatta to knock them off. I was obviously watched the, the Raiders game last week um, fairly closely, and I was so impressed with the way Parramatta played. The main reason, I just feel as though at the moment they're such a well-balanced side. I think Junior is in uh, absolute career best form. He's, uh, he's creating a, a stack of opportunities for the side at the moment. And on the back of that, I think that um, the way Moses and Brown are playing their short sides, how direct they're playing and how they're going with speed with such um, with so many options and ultimately they're runners first. They take the line on and I just think that the, the way they're playing, they can, they can go up there, they can knock the Cowboys off and that's not saying that the Cowboys are, you know, they, they are deserved favourites, but I just think 220 for the value around uh, around the Eels, um, that's where I'm siding. Mm. I'm glad you said that because I, I feel the
0: exact same way. I'll get to that play later. Uh, Sam, just on that, we'll obviously speak more about that game in depth shortly, but uh, your Raiders, they were, I think, they were just beaten by a better side last week. I think even both like jody Taffany Josh Papaleti, both ran for good metres in just very limited opportunity uh, I suppose a little bit disappointing for you as a Raiders, tragic former player. Um, but, I mean, sometimes you've just got to sit back and say, maybe you'll be my better side.
1: Yeah, and they they blew them out of the water. Um, and without touching on it too much, I think this is one of the things where Paris sit at the moment. They've had a couple of years of being there or thereabouts and a little bit of disappointment. But the way they started that game... And the way they moved the ball with so much confidence in such a big game, I think they're going to take that same style in. They just blew the Raiders off the park. They were extremely impressive, and I think they played one of their better games of the year from a Raiders side that you know been in some good form as of late. So just the, the style of football, I think they'll go up there. I think they'll use the football. They're not going to go up there and just tuck it under the arm, and um, and if they lose, then they lose. I think they want to lose or win on their own terms, and I think using the football and playing some football against the Cowboys side is the way to do it.
0: Here's what I'm really interested in, in getting your take on it. And as I said, I really like in this one as well. My only concern uh, going into it is that 31 degrees, I believe in Townsville on Friday. It's obviously a night game, pretty late on. Now, Cowboys freshened up from a week off, par a pretty hectic month or so of footy to get into the top four and then to be still alive in the competition. How detrimental is that heat going to be up there? Or do you think by this type point in the season, uh, the training, the preparation, they'll be all right?
1: I think they'll be okay. I think the big thing is that the, the conditions might suit the Cowboys a little bit in terms of the way the greasiness of the football on the surface. It might be that that humid sort of sweat on the ball it becomes often quite difficult to, to control and if if that humidity plays a factor with the ball that might be the bigger factor as opposed to the conditioning of the players so it'll be interesting to see the way the game starts that first 20 minutes uh, how the how the middles can control the football and, and when they're into contact if they can hold on to it because completing completing your sets in them conditions is paramount and I think physically the Parramatta will be fine with it, but the conditions certainly will be different. Mm. Really, really interesting to see if that jury, if there
0: is a dewy ball in, in sort of high humidity, how that will impact that game. I hope it's not because I just want to see a free-flowing ball fanging around side to side. But uh, I don't know. I'm not too sure who it will favour if, if it doesn't because they're both pretty well powerhoused down the middle. I'd, I'd lean towards the Cowboys in that sense. it your lock of the week, mate.
2: Yeah, mate, like you said earlier, I do have a couple of interesting lines when when the model punches out the answers. Uh, in particular, I've got Penrith only a three-point favourite when the market's got them eight and a half. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's only so many things you can factor in when, you, when you're using the uh, mathematical model. So things like AJ potentially carrying in some niggles and uh, – Jai Arrow also doing the same. To your surprise, I'm probably actually going to stay away from that game for my lock, but I am still going to be pretty confident and play that later on in some other bets. But due to that, I'm actually going to lean towards Parramatta, same sentiment as Sam, uh, but I'm I'm not going to go as cocky as him and go for the win. I'm just going to take the plus two and a half start at $1.95 for Parramatta. Uh, yeah I just think um, although they are going up to North Queensland and you've just mentioned uh, the the weather potential weather impacts I think they've got a bit of a sale behind them um, I've got them basically equal favorites in the market uh, so I think that two and a half start in a in a final um, can get can get them home
0: yeah geez the boys have got the eggs in the old Parramatta eels basket this week yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've gone for mine, a couple of anytime try scorers uh, in Brian Toto and Mike Sevo at $3.62. Now, there's a few things resting on this, just in that I think Brian Toto, I'd be happy to have gone just any anytime try as my lock of the week, but I'm very close to getting into a, a positive ROI for the season, and a $1.90 pop isn't going to quite get me there, so I need to bump it up a little bit. Now, with Taylor May suspended, I suspect, and I've been trying to get confirmation, haven't got it yet, but Toto will shift from the right to the left. And I think that is perfect. I think he's such a great bet, provided he does, just because I think Penrith are going to go down that left edge all day. They're going to be getting kick out at Lachlan Ilias, and I just think that's going to open up ample opportunity for Brian Toe on the left. He tries to go and freak wherever he is, but I don't know how well the odds have adjusted from him if he does go from the right, where he hasn't scored a lot, to the left, where he scores tries for absolute fun. So I'd love to I was any time try scorer. As I said, to bump that up, I'm going to go Mike Acevo for all the reasons on that left uh, Parramatta edge that we've spoken about time and time again on this podcast at $3.62. Dylan Brown last week, 29 runs. He ran for over 300 metres as a halfback, which is phenomenal. So uh, I love that para left edge and staying with that one. Sam, your value bet of the week, $30 on.
1: Yeah, and I'll clarify this now. We don't actually speak about any of our uh, our tips before we come on here and do our podcast. We do it, we do it all individually, and I, I've gone with um To'o oh and Viliami kick out to score tries this week, and uh, as you've just mentioned, a few of those reasons um, we can get five dollars fifty three about it. But my, the big one about it for me is I think. The way that the Panthers move the ball, uh, I've got some question marks about how much Cullen Matangi can do for Ilias in trying to come across and protect his inside shoulder. Uh, I think he's going to have to work extremely hard. And I, I just the way the the Panthers move the ball. I feel as though they're going to be going there. There's no doubt about that. It doesn't take a genius to work out that they're going to have a crack at that edge. The Panthers, but. I think um is the big man for me for for the um for the match if he can do a really good job defensively for Ilias, and and that's not making his tackles because Ilias will put his body on the line, but when he makes first up contact with Kikia, he needs to come across and give him a chance and help him out. So the big one for me is I think that uh, I think um, Penrith will try and isolate Kalamatungi's inside shoulder, um, get him caught up and then kick across and try and get to the half and really isolate him, whether it's a two-on-one or not. But that's where I feel as though they're really going to attack. That's where I think the value is. And at $5.53, that um, to oh, and uh, kick-out tri-scorers is where I'm playing. Mm, geez, the way, I suppose this is uh, what happens when there's only two games,
0: but I feel as though this week we could have an absolute fill-up or we're going none from nine at this stage. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the kick-out play. I tried so hard to squeeze him into my bets, but... Uh, unlike last week, I found it a really tough week to punt. I think there's plenty of good, good value around this week. I couldn't quite squeeze him in, but uh, I do really, really like that one. Husey, your
2: value bet of the week. Yeah, my value bet, boys, obviously, there's two games of footy. So I'm actually just going to push out. Uh, well, I had Parramatta plus two and a half for my lock. So I'm actually going to go a little bit ha- harder and actually say Parramatta to win uh, in a multi with Penrith 1-12. to So... Back onto the um, model, obviously I have, uh, yeah, the, that market for Penrith at like three points favourites, not eight point favourites. So um, I'm still going to stick with a tight game, Penrith getting the win. Um, if I top that up, I get seven bucks. So I think that's you know Oof. pretty solid um, for you know taking Parramatta to win into Penrith one to twelve.
0: I like that, Hughes. You might be uh, first time all season. You've not gone against your model, but you've thrown a bit of footy nowuse in there as well, which I know you've got um, to go to go against the line, but still in, in somewhat you, you're following it.
2: Yes, exactly. I, I'm kind of yeah trying to add a bit of um, bit of footy nows there. Obviously, the model hasn't been working perfectly for me in the finals, so I thought I'd you know try and uh, harness a bit of salmon yourself and and throw throw my hand at it.
0: I mentioned, Husey, off-air to you just before, that uh, as a bloke who does follow his model and you've got your lines that have been really, really successful all season, mate, m- much easier in that sense when you've got eight games to play with and you find the best two or three out of those eight games rather than having two games to have a crack at.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I actually went in a tipping comp in the NFL where where you only had to tip five games in a, in a round, and, and- that was lovely when you've got like 30-odd games, 16-odd um, <laughs> games out there and you just get to hand-pick the lines that you think are you know sure things and you can really go quite nicely in those kind of competitions. But, yeah, it gets a bit tougher when you've only got a couple of games to pick from.
0: That's all right. Could be the week, mate. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. My value of the week. Now, last week I found it quite difficult sort of leaning towards finding winners. I did like Parramatta win, but I wasn't going against the Raiders that hard, and I certainly didn't suspect a 40-4 to scoreline. This week, I really like Parramatta 1-12. to uh, I couldn't see them. I just think they'll be too powerful for many of the reasons Sam mentioned earlier on. Um, you know, I, I don't know... The Cowboys have got the freshen up. I think that heat's going to play a factor, particularly late on in that game. So even if Parramatta do get out to a bit of the lead, the Cowboys have shown all season they've got a lot of grit, a lot of ticker. So I can see them maybe pegging a try or two back late on. So Eels 1-12 into Panthers with the negative 8.5 line. They've got the week freshen up. uh, Pretty close to full strength against the Bunnies, who have some injury concerns. Uh, That pays $6.43, which I I quite like this weekend. I, I think Penrith can... Uh, I don't think they'll blow maybe the bunnies off the park, but they're going to reassert how just bloody good a football side they are. Uh, So let's go with that one. Sam, your Hail Mary bet of the week.
1: Hail Mary this week, uh, it's back with the Cowboys and the Eels game. Um, I've gone with Mike Acevo as an anytime try scorer. That's just on the basis. I think the Eels left edge is is humming at the moment. I love the way Dylan Brown's played, and I've mentioned a few times how he creates room outside. Um, now he's running the ball a lot too. Although sometimes you feel the ball might not get to Sevo, what it does is it, it sits the defensive line and, and tightens them up. And if he does look to play at the back or um, play through the line with, with Big Lane, um, I think there's an opportunity there for Sevo to score. The other one is Kyle Felt to score a try. I think that Sevo can often get caught in field quite tight. Uh, and he's a really big man, obviously. And turning, it's like like the Titanic turn, he, he doesn't turn really well. He doesn't exactly just, um, he's not like a top who can just turn and go. He's, you know, he's a big man. So I feel as though there can be a little bit of space outside of him for Felt. And obviously, Felt being so good in the air, it gives you that option for him to go up and over too. Uh, I think he's probably arguably the best in the game at the moment in the air and, and going up and over him. Um, so I'm going with Felt to score a try. And last of all, Mitchell Moses, he's where the value comes into it. He's at $4.60. Uh, I think the way he's playing and Dylan Brown, both of them running the football, but the way Moses takes on them short sides and really isolates players on the inside for the outside man. that's where he. That's one of his strengths. But what he does do well is he supports up the middle and that's where he picks up his, his, um, his value in his try for me. So all up, you're getting $19 with the top-up token. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of... Um, we, we did mention earlier that the conditions up there could um, could be a deterrent, but I, I genuinely do feel Parramatta's going to throw the football around and um, and live and die by the sword. So for me, that's where there's a bit of value and hopefully they can uh, they can all salute. Mitchie Moses is one that I throw in my Hail Mary very often as any time try. You get such,
0: such good value about him every single week. Even the weeks where they look like they'll get a, a dominant win and a pretty one-sided contest, you get getting sort of four bucks about him all the time. I had him in there last week. Unfortunately, the other leg failed, but uh, it seems tremendous value, particularly in the softer contest. Not saying that that, this is one of them, uh, but do like that. Uh, Husey, hail Mary.
2: Mate, I'm going to sound like a broken record here amongst all the boys, um, but I'm going to lay my bet from earlier with the Penrith minus, oh, sorry, the Penrith's one to 12. And I'm just going to do a same game multi in that game. Um, with kick out, uh, oh, wow. surprise, surprise, um, to score a try at any time, and then also Alex Johnson to score a try at any time. Uh, by the numbers, uh, both teams are quite stereotypical in terms of they like attacking down the left and they they concede down the right. So uh, you know both of them are over forty five percent in that those areas without going into the detail about each individual one. So. I think, you know, Pen- Penrith will attack down that left. Uh hopefully kick out will get over the top. Uh, like Sam said, and then Alex Johnson obviously a tri scoring machine. So uh, hopefully he's fit enough to, to to bag one for me and, and roll me out at eighteen dollars to get me my first uh, Hail Mary for the year. Oof, oof. Tell you what, we, after this podcast this week,
0: we're going to look like either absolute geniuses or we're going to look like three blokes who didn't prepare because it's a public holiday and we just shared each other's bets. And that didn't happen. <laughs> I, ga- I guarantee that we did not uh, mingle off air to come up with these. We just had similar, similar thought processes um, my oh, and just oh yeah, on the hail Mary, we've actually spoken a little bit about it, but talking about having not a lot of success with him due to the massive odds. Uh, we may we may look to to drop that twenty dollar value of that next season, or I think we the plan at this stage is to cover the rugby league world cup as well. The hail Mary might drop to ten dollars because I think it will help the ROI a hell of a lot. So uh, unless we can land a couple, my hail Mary, I love this one, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on it, Sam. But I've gone Cameron Murray, anytime try scorer. He's paying $7.75, which I found absolutely absurd. Now, I would happy to go that as my straight play. And I thought about tinkering with it, putting it as my value bet. But, you know, between three bets, you have to sort of mingle around with them. Uh, I went that into Scott Drinkwater anytime try score. That is $20 with a top-up token. Uh, But Sam, Cam Murray, who is just in such supreme form. I know how good penniless middles are. I get all that. But if they can get any sort of roll on or quick play the ball's, uh, around the Penrith line. Kim Murray, $7.75 any time try score. That seems absurd.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think um, we saw his try last week. The big thing about Murray that it differs from a lot of middle forwards is just his footwork at the line. He can step off both feet. And uh, that Penrith pack, they're you know, they're extremely powerful and they're big and they they do go forward and they do have good contact as well. But uh, the the footwork that, that Murray's got and it's late, he... he you set yourself to tackle him and he steps off the left or the right. And uh, we've seen Dale can miss him last week, one of the best defenders in the competition. I just think he's such a, um, a versatile middle forward. He can pass, he can run. And the other thing about him is he just puts himself into every contest. And these sort of games, they're one on moments, they're one on effort being there at the right time. And after the game, people might sit back and go, they got a bit lucky here or there, but, it, it goes down to who wants to be there and who wants to put themselves on the spot at the right time. And he's the sort of player that will be around everything.
0: Mm.
1: Now, in this contest, Ken Murray this season,
0: we know how good a ball runner he is. We know how, how good a defender he is, his tackle efficiency, all that sort of thing. His ball playing this season has gone to a new level and it's taken his game to another level. People talk about, you know, how good Cody Walker is, Latrell Mitchell for all these big sweeping backline movements. Every time it starts with Cam Murray in the middle and his ability just to straighten up the line, attract the fans and go whack. He goes up against Isaiah Yo, who I think is probably the best ball playing lock in the competition. I know you're a massive fan of him. The quality of those two is going to have a big say in the result in this uh, contest. Sam, I know you love Isaiah Yo. If you had to choose between Cameron Murray and Isaiah
1: Yeo right now as a thirteen, who would you go for? Yeah, it's the honestly, it's. I think that they're both so so good that at the moment you would you wouldn't it wouldn't if you were putting a team together you'd have them both in there. Um, you know, probably Murray on the edge like the Blues have done, but. I honestly can't split them. I just love the way they they play. I think the thing that we probably underestimate with Isaiah Yo is a lot of the time on the field, you'll be looking to get to a certain point on the field uh, to try and get a certain split with your numbers defensively. Now that's usually the halfbacks job. They'll maybe turn someone under or tip someone on or run the ball themselves to try and find a certain point on the field. I think Isaiah does that the best in the game out of all these ball playing middles. He, he knows how to get uh, – if they want to get to a right post or a scrum line or whatever it might be, he knows how to get them there. And I think that's where his brain differs a little bit to to Cameron Murray who he doesn't need to worry about getting the team around. But when he runs his plays, he runs them as good as anyone in the game. So they are a little bit different in the styles. But, yeah, look, if you asked me to split them, I couldn't do it.
0: Mm. And now, I mean, it's sort of just top, top of the melon but. We're just seeing, I, I love the evolution of this ball playing, like how important it is. And we then go on to the Parramatta Eels, who have Ryan Madison, who has played 5-8 in the past, played 5-8 for the Roosters at times, uh, who his ball playing has become so elite. We talk about how good Paris ball movement is, how good he is there. And Jason Tamalolo playing a lot for the Cowboys. Of the four of those, he's you know he's not the best ball player but he's also taken his game to a new level this season. Uh, and credit to Todd Payton for getting into his game. But Tama Lolo's ball playing has become incredible. Sam, I don't think it's a coincidence that these four sides all have terrific ball playing locks.
1: Yeah, I do agree. And I think that's, as you mentioned, the evolution of the lock. And this is all, this all comes back to the speed of the game. And when you're defending on the line where a lot of these tries obviously occur, if you're one-on-one with a big man only five metres out from the line, Generally, they're going to carry you those five metres and score a try. So what happens is it takes two defenders to try and to try and control these big fellas. Now, when you've got someone pushing really hard on your outside, it only takes a, 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 a tiny little turn in from from any defender and there's a try. So I think we saw last week with um, Corey Horsburgh turned in a fraction on the lead runner and it was only a matter of half a metre, but it forces the next person to turn in half a metre, then the next person turns in and that's where the where it's created on the outside. Or if you don't turn in, they come through the middle. So I think the big one is the speed of the game, the way it's evolved and we, we always speak about um, sides who can come through the middle and ball play, but I'll tell you what, the way um, the way you mentioned those players, they're so so far ahead of a lot of the competition. It's no surprise that they're all at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. If I was a recruitment manager heading into 2023, I'd be doing everything I could to get a ball decent ball-playing lock in my side. There's a few out there who are still going with a big bopper, and I'm not, not happy about it. Guys, if you've been wondering whether you can afford to buy a new car, even thought maybe you need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal might be, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help. You know your numbers. Message them via their Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, or one word. Or give them a buzz on 029521-1611. do Don't forget, mention the special code SC Playbook for a free numbers consult. Save you a stack of money. Really good fellas. Uh, honestly, couldn't preach it enough. Absolute legends. If you are out there buying a house, no idea what to do, give them a call. They'll help you out, all free of charge. Sam, we've we've pretty well spoken about it, honestly, throughout the podcast, so we don't need to keep it too long. But we'll get your tips and a quick little preview for the prelim finals. First up it is the Cowboys versus the Eagles in Townsville, 7.50 on Friday night. Uh, now, top sport have the Cowboys as seventy favourite with a two and a half line. You've mentioned you like the Eels in this one. Uh, where do you think the game's won and lost here?
1: I think the big one is the way um, Parramatta come out and play, and I've mentioned it a few times. I think they're going to use the ball. So if they can play confidently and execute what they are putting in place during the week, I think they're the team to beat. And, and I also believe that, the drive to win and the and the hurt of the last few years, um, all the press and all the negative press that they've received from not being able to go through and, and win a grand final, I think that's the the big difference. And I've said it a few times on the podcast over this the last sort of four or five months is I'm not so sure the Cowboys still aren't 12 months short of being at their very best. I, I'm, I take my hat off to Peyton and the club and, I do love the way they're playing football. It's been a joy to watch. Um, I just think when it comes to these sort of games, I just think the drive, and I can see it in the the para-players' eyes, there's a glint in it about they're not happy to be here, they're not happy to just make a grand final, they want to win this competition, and if they can play confidently, I think they can win it. And I also think that Moses and Brown are in the form of their lives. I Honestly, I think they're playing so, so well together on the back of a really good go forward. I just I just think they're the team to beat up there. And, you know, I I'm, I'm, may well be wrong. Obviously, the Cowboys have proven throughout the year that they're one of the best sides in the comp. But at the moment, I'm leaning towards Parramatta.
0: One thing I'm really intrigued with, uh, and it's, you know, something as a... I study and watch a lot of rugby league, but i played a lot of rugby league, but until you've done it at the highest level week in, week out, I don't think you have a clue. And that is how... Big an impact is the week off for the Cowboys and Panthers going to have? Is it is it monumental? Is it a little bit? Is it not as much as people probably anticipate?
1: I think it's probably um, I think Penrith are the side that'll be able to handle it better. Uh, they're the sort of side that uh, they've they've done it now um, previously where they've had a week off. But I, I just think that they'll they they may well handle it better for the Cowboys. What we don't understand is and. Jimmy mentioned on players earlier on about injuries. I think there's probably five or six players in every team that are carrying injuries. And there's probably two or three that are getting needles just to play the game. So the big one is where your squad sits at the moment, injury wise and who's carrying niggles and who's getting needles. And at the moment, I don't know exactly how well, and we don't know every single player, how well they're carrying it, but that'll be a big advantage for the Cowboys if they are carrying some injuries. Um, but it's about getting there and no one cares. You might not have had a wink of sleep or you might not have prepared well all week. You might have had the worst training sessions ever. But once you get to that sideline, no one cares. So if you're getting in, getting needles, if you play poorly, you play poorly. So, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see how fresh they are. Saturday, 10 to
0: 8, Akel Stadium, Sydney. Penny Panthers versus South Sydney Rabbitohs, last year's grand finalists. Top sport have Panthers as an, as with an eight-and-a-half line. Uh, now, I hope this shapes as a cracker. My gut feel says potentially maybe Penneth do blow it out. But uh, you don't mind – you think, Sam, again, speaking off air, that the Rabbitohs match up all right in this one. And um, who, who do you favour in
1: this one? And I suppose if, from a betting perspective, with the line. Yeah, look, the, the reason I, I don't mind the bunnies at the price – is because I think they're the sort of style that they can. Penrith work really hard from the inside to out defensively. They they are one of the best with the inside pressure and um, getting one on one tackles and making sure they you know they don't leave too much space outside them. I think they're really good at it. Um, and I think that the Rabbitohs are the team that can. They, they can execute well enough to score points. The big question mark over the Rabbitohs is, can they get down the right side of the field to be able to put these plays on? I think in last year's grand final, they created so many chances. We saw the, the intercept pass that Crichton came up with and ultimately probably won the game. That pass goes to Rabidos' hand and it's a whole new ball game. I reckon the Rabbitohs can put points on. It's just whether or not Penrith allow them to. In last year's grand final, they would offered them no good ball. When Rabbitohs were down there, they looked really good and can score points. But it, it comes down to if Penrith play their really good style of football where they play power, they kick long, they kick to corners. If they don't give the Rabbitohs a sniff, it won't matter. But a couple of errors, I think there might be some points in the Rabbitohs' side. Yeah. Mm. Hey, how about your,
0: uh, your pencil-necked, nosy mate, marking Nichols last week for the Bunnies, first try scorer at any old odds. Mate, that's a career highlight for the big fella, first try score in NRL finals
1: game. Yeah, he, he, was, he was excited, wasn't he? I wish he got up and did the train, uh, the bus driver celebration again. That was one of the all-time greats, that one. Um, not sure what he was doing during the week when he came up with that one, but he, uh, it was great to see. Uh, obviously, he's a really good mate of mine and, I was so happy to see him get back out there, play some good footy and, and score a try. What a man. Uh, Husey, anything to add to those two games?
2: Yeah, mate, I, I, I tend to agree uh, with Sam around the uh, Penrith-Souths game. I think if you remember back with with uh, the Roosters in the first like 15 minutes against Souths, they kind of did what I expect Penrith to do to Souths early. They, they kind of dominate the field position, uh, get them on their back foot. And then obviously Souths, Uh, turned it around, um, and you could just see what they could do with the ball when they get in the right field position. So if Penrith can like suffocate them in that regard, I think they'll just be too good. But, uh, you know, Souths can do anything if they can get some good field position uh, and get those good ball runners uh, around the ball.
1: Mm, Sam? Yeah, I just reckon that I think the Rabbitohs, if they think that they can go out here and and play through or try and overpower Penrith. They won't get a shout. They won't get a look in. I think when they use the ball, even in their own territory, in the big games last year, they still can score long-range tries. And I think they've got to try and do this against Penrith. They've got to try and move the ball. Uh, You're not going to beat them at their own game. So you've got to play something different. And whether or not that comes up trumps or not, time will tell. But I just hope they use the football. Like we said with Parramatta, back yourselves because these two sides are the outsiders. Use the footy and and see what happens. Awesome, boys.
0: Absolute couple of crackers coming up. And this time next week, we could be talking about one of the most anticipated grand finals in history if we get a Western Sydney grand final. Regardless, good luck to all four of those sides involved. Guys, if you are keen to extend your fantasy season, want a bit of a fix for the final two weeks of finals, uh, take on the SC Playbook crew in the Bundy NRL mixer, combining the NRL and NRLW competitions all the way through to the end of the finals. Our league coat is on site. Bit of good fun. Uh, and as I said, scratch that itch for super Coach or Fantasy at the back end of the season. Guys, the SC Playbook special. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but we're at 1200% ROI for the season. Uh, last week, we didn't actually have one. This week, shock and horror, we've gone down that left edge of Penrith again. So it is the Penrith left edge, hopefully Toto, but it's of Toto, Tungo, Kikau and Luai to combine for three tries. That is at $3.50. Boys, we'll wrap that up for the week three finals edition. Sam, thank you very much and good luck with continuing that, the big old ROI.
1: Yeah, good on you boys. Hopefully we um, have some success. We're all in it together and hopefully the punters keep jumping on and making some money.
0: Yeah, and here's you, Matt. You've got two weeks to save your bacon. Otherwise, you uh, we might be looking for a replacement You're still ahead of me, but I'm hosting it, so I can't sack myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm glad we're all in it together this week, boys.
0: (laughs) Right, guys, enjoy finals footy, prelim finals, and good luck with your punting.